Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Hello, friends. So fun to be in conversation with you in this episode of Soul Talks. Wish you could see my beautiful wife here looking across at me sitting in her chair with her legs folded Indian style like she's a <laughs> little girl ready for milk and cookies at story time. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. Well, yes, welcome everybody. I wish we were all together and could have cookies and well, I'd say tea now. <laughs> I appreciate your your fun childlike spirit and your powerful personality. You're a leader, co-founder of Soul Shepherding, co-leader and speaker and with me and our Soul Shepherding Institute and uh, all the speaking and training that we do. Uh, it's been so fun, Christy, as we've been interviewed on different podcasts. We were even on uh, Ian Cron's podcast, Typology, a few days ago. It was a very large podcast for Enneagram listeners. And uh, it's been fun to meet all, all these different uh, speakers and um producers and the question they always ask us that I want you to respond to for our audience is well uh, why why did you write healthy feelings thriving faith and what's 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 uh what's special about this book well we didn't want to write it actually um writing a book on an enneagram wasn't anything we ever dreamed of doing but we kept getting asked to and people kept coming and asking us for a recommendation of a book. And people kept asking us to speak and to share our knowledge on it. And we knew we did have a unique use and take of the Enneagram that we hadn't found in a book. And then also because of the Soul Shepherding Institute, which is a real love and passion of ours, uh, we absolutely find that that's what God uses us. The most fruitful thing we've done in our life and ministry is the Soul Shepherding Institute because we see people deeply change, deeply awakened to greater love for Jesus, deeply healed, deeply bonded together in healthy community. I mean, so much fruit. And one of the things that then organically started happening out of that is we were raising up other soul shepherds, imparting what God had given us. And so we started doing that officially, training people. And we knew we had to train them in the, in this understanding of the Enneagram because the journey of the soul, the Christ stages, and then the Enneagram, these are two models that have been so helpful and so key to our personal growth in Christlikeness as well as helping others. And then of course, easy yoke and the kingdom of God and all we receive from Dallas Willard is, is just as huge in that too. But uh, so this was a, a piece that has been so helpful to us. And even as we're talking about the Enneagram 8 today, this has been so helpful to me in understanding and loving my fellow Enneagram 8s. And I say that because there's an 8 in me. <laughs> I have a line to the 8. I live in that line. We I love your lines. 8. I need your 8. You, you direct and truth-telling and very helpful. I mean, sometimes when you're uh, having an angry reaction, mm -hmm. which isn't very often, but... So that can be a little hard, but yeah. I still um, benefit from that as well. I'm, so, th I'm thankful yeah. you love my eight. And I've gotten so that I, I appreciate it. I used to feel so much shame when I would go to the eight in stress. And now the Enneagram has helped me instead to see how Jesus meets me 
and I don't need to go to the lower levels of the eight that I can take his hand and I can, I can use his grace power to use the strength of the Negram eight in me for his glory and with him for his purposes. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for co-leading with me. Thank you for being at my side as we lead the Soul Shepherding Institute. All of you who are listening, we would love to have you in our Soul Shepherding Institute yes. retreats. Uh, you could just come to one as a, and try it out five days long. You'd experience it as life-changing. Mm-hmm. Everybody does. Uh, I don't even know how many people have been through it, but it's approaching a 1,000. And um, gosh, we would love to train you as, as a spiritual director. Even Most, if just for your own enrichment, it's it's a big deal to go through that. Most people that come to one institute retreat say, I want to do all four. And most of those people say, I want to earn a certificate from you in the Ministry of Spiritual Direction. You can use that to uh, be a spiritual director, start a side business uh, ministry, or uh, many people incorporate what they learn into their uh, current job, family, uh, ministry work, because uh, listening to people with empathy makes every relationship, every aspect of work and leadership better and more fruitful and doing that in a way that's prayerful as we teach spiritual directors doing that from some of the traditions of spiritual disciplines and contemplative spirituality and many of the masters of devotion to jesus from the past which we we learn from in our training is so helpful for everything in our life and work so we are excited to talk about the enneagram eight today it's been a real compliment bill that we've had some eights read this book because we know the eights are the least likely to read a book on the enneagram and uh i want to share with you a testimony from uh, an enneagram one also in the gut triad eight nines and ones in the gut triad and this is from margaret a recovery coach and bible study leader and uh, she's been listening to Soul Talk since the very beginning. Uh, amazing friend. Uh, shout out to Margaret and her husband, John. So appreciate you. She yeah. says, healthy feelings, thriving faith, incorporate story after story, illustrating like a beautiful painting. Each of the nine personality downfalls, their defense mechanisms, the core emotion, the stress emotion, and the additional emotion, and then the underlying sadness. Bill and Christie brought their vast knowledge in a way that is winsome and accessible. I feel empowered to love well all those who see life through a different lens, a different personality than my own. I feel empowered with a level of understanding that is translating compassion and empathy for others as well as wisdom to help others live in God's wisdom and way of being there with us. What a thing of beauty. I say, seize the Kairos moment. Seize the opportunity to read this book that is life-changing. Thank you, Margaret, for your uh, thoughts after reading Healthy Feelings, Thriving Faith. We really appreciate that. All of you who've left a review on Amazon or Goodreads or wherever you buy books, uh, we really appreciate that. That helps other people find the book and then to find Soul Shepherding and come to our institute. Soul Shepherding owns all of our books. All of the profits from the sales go to help more people like you who are listening. And really just a rating's enough too, if it's too intimidating for you to write a, a review. Yeah, just click on a star yeah. and that helps that helps people see, oh, all other people are reading this book. Maybe I would benefit too. Yeah. And also for the podcast, it helps when you do that for this podcast too. It helps more people 
think, oh, this might be worth my time. It also helps Bill and I get invited on other podcasts if they see that we have a bigger listener base. And the only way to see that is the number of ratings. So thank you very much for supporting Soul Shepherding. So today we are talking about uh, enjoying spiritual friendship, Enneagram 8 wisdom for everybody. This is uh, especially for you if you are an Enneagram 8 or you have an any. Uh, an eight wing or aligned to the eight like Christy as an Enneagram two does, or you're in a relationship with an eight, which is all of us, or you just want to learn from eights, which is all of us. I learn a lot from eights. One of my best friends is an eight and uh, I so appreciate his directness and truth telling his big, bold thinking and the energy and encouragement that he brings. And uh, if, if you're an eight or in a relationship with an eight, Thank you for being a part of this Soul Talks community. We need you. And I always say probably the best leader in a room is a healthy Enneagram 8 who's integrated at the two and has a lot of compassion and has learned to be vulnerable. Uh, And that's what we're talking about today with spiritual friendship because that's the recommended soul care practice for Enneagram 8s. We have found in our work with 8s that that discipline seems to help them more than anything else. Well, I've been blessed to have a spiritual friendship within an Enneagram 8, especially in the last 12 years, and that being my mom, an Enneagram 8, and the spiritual friendship that we developed was really, really precious. And I so respect her for the ways that she leaned into that. And then, as many of you know, my mom has been on a, Uh, journey with cancer the last couple of years. She died last week and I am getting all kinds of people reaching out saying what they appreciated about mom. And so many of them benefited from her maturity and her learning spiritual friendship and practicing that and inviting them into that. Now, Betty Southard was the, uh, and uh, Christy's dad, Fred Southard, were the very first investors in the nonprofit ministry of soul shepherding. Uh, I think we could say that soul shepherding would not exist without their generosity and their vision and encouragement. She was uh, one of our founding board members, a uh, longtime Christian speaker and author, uh, quite successful, quite accomplished, and believes so much in the ministry of soul shepherding. She would lead her uh, small groups, um, numerous small groups through our book, Your Best Life in Jesus, Easy Yoke, then uh, journey of the soul, and then she would have done it with healthy feelings, thriving faith, if she were still alive. She and came through the Soul Shepherding Institute, which was a real honor for us and a real joy. And then she came back and hosted a number of institutes. And some of you listening uh, remember Betty and appreciate her hospitality and serving up the food and being a part of our early institute communities. So we miss Betty and on another podcast, Christy, maybe we'll have more time to just sort of talk about your mom, um, a mom to me and a a spiritual mom to so many Mm -hmm. and just what we appreciate about her and, and your, your journey with grief. One of the other things I really appreciate about eights is they're very generous. And my mom, I said, is, was it an Enneagram eight? And she was generous and she was generous with the ministry of soul shepherding in many ways because she believed in it so much and saw the fruit and I'm so touched, Bill, with her passing last week to have learned from my sister that mom asked that people in memory of her would make donations to soul shepherding instead of 
flowers or cards or other gifts. And I was just so touched by that, that she would ask that and not surprised though, because that's, that's one of the beauties of an Enneagram 8 is their, their generativity. So all you need to do is go to soulsharping.org slash donate, and that will help our ministry reach more pastors, missionaries, people like you. Thanks, Mom. I'm sure you're listening in from heaven right now. So spiritual friendships. So what makes spiritual friendships so important for eights? Eights are, are energetic. They're dynamic. They're big personalities. Uh, they're confident. They're bold. They've got influence and, and, and power. They, they want power. They want impact. Uh, and their uh, leader types. And, uh, and yet they resist being vulnerable. They do not want to be vulnerable and they avoid it. Left to themselves, if they're not being intentional, if they're not really doing the work of growth, they're going to avoid vulnerability. The family formation that we identify for the eight uh, is being a fighter. Uh, Eights feel like they need to fight for what's right, what, what's fair. Uh, uh, they need to fight to survive even. Uh, they have a, a root sin. Every type has a, a root sin or dysfunction, and it's a, a lust for power. And it's because they, they believe that to, to be safe in the world, they need to have power. And for things to be fair and uh, good and led well, um, they're the one to lead it and they need to have power. And, and there's some truth to that, but yet they've got this defense mechanism of denial. They've got a core herd of anger that they're denying in many cases. Uh, stress emotion of anxiety, the stress type for the eight is they, they go to the unhealthy uh, five, and which is in the head triad and has a lot of anxiety. Their emotional alarm is toughening up. And so that's part of that fighter instinct is that if eights can learn that when they find themselves toughening up, stiffening up, getting big, uh, pu- pushing back with, uh, with some aggression, uh, quick to disagree, thinking they've got to be more powerful and more strong, if they could hear that as an, a wake-up call and, go, and question that and say, is that really the best approach right now? Is that the best leadership? Is that what's most loving? Is that truly what's going to be helpful? If they could wake up to that emotional alarm, a whole world of opportunity opens to them because what eights don't realize is that most people are scared of that fighter in them. Most people are scared of that anger. They're, they're scared of the being so bold, so quick to punch and to disagree and to put that out there that there's a lot of people that everybody's not like them. And that's the mistake that we all make in our personality, right? It's because so much of our personality is unconscious. That's what we've been talking about the, on this series on the Enneagram and emotions. And so we're operating all the time out of our personalities without realizing it. And so eights just sort of expect other people to want the truth and to want to be direct like they are, but not everybody's like that. And when the eights are being moved by unconscious anger, it's actually hurting people, scaring people, causing them to move back uh, or, or to, to kind of engage in uh, a sparring, which eights might like, but it's really not what's going to be most helpful in the end. So if they listen to that emotional alarm of toughening up and instead they will pause and actually soften and be vulnerable with God in prayer or dare to be vulnerable with the person they're with, that's when people respect the eights the most 
is when there's that that vulnerability, that gentleness, that compassion and tenderness, when they find that integration point at the healthy two, which is part of their Enneagram map. We talk about that more in our other book, Your Enneagram Map, where we look at all the different maps for the types and have compare all, all the types on T-charts, how they compare to each other and help you really differentiate between the types. So when the eights wake up to vulnerability, that's where they become their healthiest, most joyful, most loving self. I remember hearing somebody once say that AIDS experience life as a punch in the gut. And that was so helpful to me. They are gut types. And also uh, most of the AIDS that I know that I've talked to have experienced some kind of abuse that's been a part of their formation. And they had to tough up to survive. They experienced something that made them... think that they could not be vulnerable. It wouldn't be safe for them to be vulnerable and that they had to take charge and be in control. And so I think as we can see the soft side of the eight, we can treat them with respect, which they need, and we can also treat them with empathy for how terrifying it is to be vulnerable for them. It it really can help us to, to see the great champions that they are for people as protectors. Often eights are very protective of other people's vulnerability because they understand and have an empathy for what it's like to be vulnerable. And that's where a healthy eight, we see them in there too, having mercy for somebody else and being generous to fight for somebody else or protect somebody else out of their own wounds and being a wounded healer. It's a beautiful thing to behold that. Mercy, that's the virtue for an eight to cultivate. We identify in our book and we, at the back of the book, we have a, uh, Enneagram and emotions map that lists out all of these different characteristics that w- we've been referring to for the eight, for all nine types, very simple, easy to reference chart, uh, because there are significant differences between the types so yeah, a, an eight that is merciful is an incredible thing to behold. Um, and they need to realize that as much as it's valuable to be tough, it's valuable to be tender. And that's where they're going to really get more respect and more influence. And so a great example of an eight is Mother Teresa. And we talk about her in our book. Uh, there are not just men eights, there are many women who are eights and we're thankful for our women eights and Mother Teresa is quite an example of a a little lady, a nun who was very powerful, very dynamic and God used her to start the um, uh, Sisters of Mercy and their homes of caring for the poor and the sick uh, in India and Calcutta, India where she started but all around the world, there are hundreds of these these homes, uh, the Sisters of Charity uh, from Mother Teresa uh, started and what the good she has done and a legacy that continues to live on. And she's an example of an Enneagram 8 who was tough, who was strong, who was bold, who was visionary, who was positive and encouraging, who was no nonsense and speak, you know, cut, cut and dry, let's get practical. These are all traits of an 8. But then she was also so Uh, merciful and tender and compassionate and could be vulnerable from that place. I've loved seeing Enneagram 8s that have come to our institute and have been 
vulnerable and leading to really connected and made some really great spiritual friendships there and seeing the way that it has opened them up to God's healing touch in their soul and the way that it's impassioned them in ministry is, is just so inspiring to see an aide who will take courage to be vulnerable and to enter into a spiritual friendship. Well, let's talk about what is that spiritual friendship and why, why would we have picked spiritual friendship as the key soul care practice for the AIDS? Well, one of the things that we have studied and seen is King David as an eight. And mm-hmm. look, we've been very inspired by his spiritual friendship with Jonathan and how that was so important to him. We, we've continued to see that that spiritual friendship of a, a safe person that you can be real and honest with, that can pray for you. This is one of the things that I I saw in my mom. She had a prayer partner my whole life. Mm-hmm. A spiritual friendship with someone that she met with weekly. She had in, in my lifetime, five different women fulfilled this over the decades. But her, her last prayer partner was the last like 35 years of her life. And just the modeling, I used to, as a little girl, I used to overhear her in those conversations, that spiritual friendship, and then praying for each other and for, for me, because they prayed for each other's children. It was it was inspiring and beautiful for me, and I saw the way that it grew mom in her trust in Jesus, in her being able to love better, in her being able to have more empathy and understanding for other people because often these spiritual friends were very different personalities in her. And so she really benefited from seeing life through their perspective, which was very different than her own. Now it's hard for AIDS to go to a counselor, um, but more accessible for them to talk with a friend. And what I have found in working with a a number of AIDS over the years, because I I get AIDS because I'm I'm a type A leader and I'm a a doer, I'm a gut type. I'm a thinker, and so I have a lot of a resonance with AIDS. And so I've learned over the years from previously working as a therapist with AIDS and then now working as a coach or spiritual director with AIDS, I've learned that they really respect and soften when they experience my vulnerability. And so in our Soul Shepherding Institute, Christine and I speak from a place of vulnerability just like we do on these Soul Talks podcasts. And we invite everyone in the room into a conversation with us and into our relationship and our own uh, intimacy with Jesus. And that helps the AIDS to warm up. And they, they respect that, that vulnerability, uh, especially when, when it comes from someone who is leading and uh, doing uh, productive things with their life. And so that inspires them to join in and be vulnerable. And that's essentially what a spiritual friendship is. There's back and forth vulnerability and trust and mutuality as we listen to each other, pray for each other, give each other empathy, offer encouragement. We go through experiences. Maybe we're reading a book together or doing some devotions together, or maybe we're partnering in ministry. Uh, Eights, like all the gut types, they like to learn by doing. They they don't want to just sit around and talk. They, they like their, that's why friendship, because in friendship we do stuff together. And that's how eights like to do life and that's how they like to, like to learn and how they like to, like to grow. So spiritual friendship has a unique 
appeal and opportunity for eights, it seems to me, is a way to get past some of their defenses and help them really to grow in Christ-likeness. And they're often great learners, too. I think of the eights that come through our institute. They're, they're amazing learners and students. They've got that line to the five where they're really wanting to learn and understand, and they, they take take to getting the knowledge a lot. But then if they practice it as a gut type, like we lead on experiences, it's it's all the more transformative to them as they, and then as they soften up and begin to wake up to emotions, it, it rounds them out in the, the three intelligences. So Jesus as a healthy eight, this comes right out of our book, Healthy Feelings, Thriving Faith. The Son of God set aside his divine privileges to become human for us. I think there's an eight-like quality in that. A mob was pushing Jesus off a cliff, but he cut right through them. That's from Luke chapter four. I'll just give one more. There's there's a bunch of these in here. and I, I love reading these because I love to see Jesus in mm-hmm. each of the Enneagram types yep. because that, that's how we transform. Yep. Jesus spoke with authority from living the truths he taught. Matthew 7, 28 to 29, the message version. Oh, one more. I can't help give one more. Jesus shot back at the religious leaders to defend the need of an arthritic woman for healing on the Sabbath. Luke 13, 15. Again, in the message, literally the the, uh, translation there is shot back. So there's Jesus had that side of him where he'd be direct and he could have a righteous anger. And we can see a resonance with the eights in that. Jesus, we thank you for all of our friends who are Enneagram 8s. We thank you for your image in them, and we ask that you would continue to grow them more and more in your likeness, Lord. And those that don't have a safe spiritual friend or spiritual director, uh, someone that they can be safe to be vulnerable with, someone that will be vulnerable with them, someone that will help them receive more of your love and grace in their lives, that you would open up and and provide that for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, one more invitation. We'd love to have you join us at our Soul Shepherding Institute retreats. We do these not only in Southern California where we live, and our venue there is Malibu. It's beautiful. But we are doing our Soul Shepherding retreats in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, in Colorado Springs, in Dallas, Texas, in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, in Atlanta, Georgia, and other places. So wherever you live, there's an institute not that far from you. Come join us. It would be a life-changing experience to be part of our soul shepherding community there. And a lot of our international friends either come in person or if they can't, they join us on Zoom. So that's also an option. And don't forget, you can earn a certificate in the Ministry of Spiritual Direction. This is a world-class certificate. We have 150 students in our program right now, and this program starts every year in March. It's for you. You belong there. Hope to see you soon. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram 